Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Was a bug, little bug, hardly there. How he felt, what he dreamed, who would care? Without any evidence, he was full of confidence. Have much common sense. He just knew that he'd come through. It's the time of your life, so live it well. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. My phone cord attacked me. It slipped out of my hand and it went into my face and my eye. Oh, it's hard out here. <laughs> Surprised you made it somewhat through that sentence. I'm still drunk from Christmas. Because <laughs> uh, it's December 27th. And uh, if you're new here, we're married. We have a lot of movies and we talk about those movies and we talk about the lives that we live as a married couple. And this is our final podcast of 2022. Can you believe it? Next week. Oh my. It is our annual mullet award show which for us will be the i'm gonna track this real quick i believe it's the sixth time we've done this live one two three four five yes this will be the sixth time we've actually are actively doing it uh we've done we went back and retroactively did it for all the other years but we started this actually doing it live in 2017 so can't believe it's been how long have we been doing this podcast We've been doing it, it'll be nine years next year. So we only had to go back and do 14, 15, and 16 retroactively. Oh, man. Yeah, right? Doesn't seem like it or feel like it at all. Yeah, okay. Sure, we could go with that. <laughs> um, we all have to talk about it, so let's, let's, let's jump into it. Let's get into it. Um, we had a, a very wild holiday. Uh, well, because two days before your birthday, Jillian was diagnosed with the flu and pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Just, just killing it, crushing it. You were in Miami visiting family the weekend uh, before. Before, um, I was here doing copious amounts of shopping and, and eating. Um, but she had a bit of a fever, and but just. She always is sick when she goes down to Miami, so we didn't think she's anything of it. She's sick when she goes down. She, she has just a fever. gets a fever. Um, but she's acting normal. Um, and was still like that when she got back, but finally was just like, yeah, my ear hurts and I don't feel good. So we took her and that's what it was. And we're like, cool, here's another landmark uh, family event that's going to get ruined because of this. But thankfully. She's uh, a trooper. She's a ch- trooper. And the next morning she woke up feeling pretty good, all things considered. And we figured... She'd had it for so long that she wasn't contagious. She got some good antibiotics and some steroids. She powered through it, and um, she acted totally normal for our crazy-ass family. <laughs> for Your uh, crazy-ass for family. Christmas, yeah, for my crazy-ass family uh, here for Christmas. Uh, but we had a, a wonderful... Did you have a nice birthday, Samantha? I had a great birthday, Chris. Thank you. We went to uh, our, one of our favorite Italian places, so you could gorge yourself on, on your favorite rolls. Yes. And then we did a painting with a twist class yes, as a family. Wonderful. It was great. It was a lot of fun. And then my um, my siblings and my mom are here for, for Christmas Eve, our traditional filet and lobster and, and drinks and other fun festivities, watching stupid videos and making fun of said mother. Um, <laughs> Not to her face. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's still her face. And then uh, Christmas morning, I... That might have been my favorite Christmas morning of all time. Oh. It honestly was. It was perfect. Jillian was all in on the Santa magic. Uh, she wrote him a, a sweet note on her like erasable pad about not stressing. She's very was, thoughtful. Was very so kind. thoughtful. And there were so, so many presents. And she got a little overwhelmed by the end of it. And a, a little lot, frustrated. She needed to take a break. Yeah. So in she, the middle, she she sh- just... Shout out to Uncle Rip and Aunt Charlie for getting her the perfect book for her to, to laugh with, with Uncle M and uh, 
Just and recharge. Chill out so for a minute. So she could come back and then finish opening her presents, which included a Nintendo Switch. Which that was we, really more for us, to be quite honest. I mean, she's no slouch. She literally played a 30-turn Mario Party by herself today. And came in second. And came in second place. And is routinely... I'm a fucking... We've been trying dance classes. We've been trying uh, gymnastics. We tried soccer. I'm going to put this bitch in tennis. Cause I told you. It takes she's me, been saying that she wants to do tennis. It takes me... Way too much effort to beat her at tennis on the Switch. And that's not good. She's six. Yeah, I know. But that's what... She's been saying she's been wanting to do tennis. Well... We should listen to her more often. We should. I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, and I, you did amazing by me in terms of presents. I'm of currently sitting here. My brand new CM Punk shorts. And I have all my other really, really obnoxious wrestling shorts. And my really, really obnoxious... Nike tank tops and my really, really noxious green uh, sunglasses and all the other stuff you got for me. Yeah. So very, I'm awesome. Very appreciative. Yes. You didn't you didn't hurt either. Yeah. Can <laughs> you see your fingers? Are you even wearing any of the jewelry? No. Not a single piece of jewelry on your no, finger. I took off all my jewelry already. Mm. It's like nighttime. I usually take it off before I get Julian ready for bed. I'm bathing her and stuff. I don't keep my jewelry. You didn't bathe her today. I said, if I am. Mm. But I also just took it off. Okay. Don't roll your eyes at me. I never take this off. Do what I want. Okay. It's more important to me than you. Great. <laughs> no, I am very, very lucky. I'm very privileged. Messing with you. I... I'm very happy. I had a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful birthday. Good. I we had a great time with yeah. my family. Yeah. Nice little a nice little three day weekend. I drank two bottles of wine by myself. <laughs> Samantha, I was loving my life. Samantha went ham on some wine Christmas Day. I she kept asking, "Hey, can you pour me some more wine? Can you pour me some more wine?" This I knew I was like, "This bottle's done." No one else has drank any wine, and by the end of the night. The other bottle was had maybe a glass left in it. Not even. And yeah, I mean, I would give you one right now. <laughs> I'm not getting up and make it for you. Um, no, my pen. Uh, That's what you get is karma. Yeah, so it was a great Christmas. Uh, we are going to be having a New Year's party here in just a couple days uh, for when people are hearing this. I'm excited for that. And um, in the midst of all this, we were able to um, knock out a couple things that we watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start with the one that I watched on my own, because I think it's the only thing that I watched without you. Um, I watched Senior, the, I believe I was referencing in a, a previous episode not yes, too long I ago. The, uh, the Netflix doc, uh, the documentary that Netflix acquired that um, was very, very popular at either the Toronto Film Festival or one of the, one of the predominant fall film festivals. Um, that is a documentary produced by Robert Downey Jr. about his father, Robert Downey Sr., who was a prolific like underground filmmaker in the uh, 60s and 70s and 80s. And it's a fascinating look into like the inner Downey circle. And it was just a, a really well-done, emotional, creative, funny entertainment documentary. So I, I recommend checking it out if that's sort of your thing. And then uh, for the two of us... Um, I've rewatched it twice, but you, I don't think we talked about it on the show or had a chance yet, watched Nope oh, with yeah, Me. Oh, yeah, no, no, because I still was not settled on how I felt about the movie. Um, have, can you vocalize and, and come up with those words now? About... I, I honestly don't think I can. I honestly think I need to watch it Did you it like it? I don't know if I did or not. It's kind of like the same thing, like the same kind of thing I had with Gone Girl. Like, I can appreciate the art. Artistic, the the acting, the direct, whatever, right? I can appreciate all of that. I just don't know if I liked it. I will happily rewatch it anytime you want. Yeah, um, I think I need to rewatch it in order I, to. I largely to, to felt know. the same way after my first viewing. I, I realized that I kind of liked it once I started reading about it, but then I kind of went back on that because I'm like, well, I have to like like do research and right, like, exactly. Afterwards, like it kind of hurts it, and then watching it the second time without those thoughts in it, but like them percolating in the back of my right. mind I was able to really sure. get it but, and but then but that that's that goes against a lot of what we talk about on this show not necessarily you no, shouldn't have to go into something knowing 
no. enough about not, it. Not what I'm saying. I'm not saying knowing about it. I'm just saying like, like having the consciousness to really watch the movie and listen and take in everything to kind of build my own opinion and thoughts about it. Alexa, this is stop. Um, so yeah, so I, I will happily rewatch it again. Um, just like I'm happily going to rewatch probably at some time this week, even if it's just without you, uh, the movie that we watched. Uh, How dare you? Unofficially for your birthday. I, I would like to, to watch theater. it. Uh, we watched Glass Onion. Um, the day it came out, and it fucking ruled. It's amazing. <laughs> it was great. It was so great. Give me one of these Benoit Blanc movies every three years, and I'll be a happy little boy. Um, like, just, it, it's just so really So clever, great. so funny, so well-written, so well-acted, so well-everything. We talked about it in the first one, how, like, that ensemble really worked together really well. Mm-hmm. Again, like, they just bring together these really... Well cast ensemble movies. Oh yeah, and and it just works. They play off each other really well. I mean, it just fits. Um, I thought it was magnificent. Absolutely, could agree really more. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully, um, in the next couple weeks from when you're hearing this, uh, we'll get Samantha's thoughts on Top Gun now that it is streaming on Paramount Plus. Still got to watch Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, Strange World is now on Disney Plus. We still haven't watched Disenchanted. Matilda is on Netflix, which I definitely want to watch. Jillian. Jillian wants to watch all of those things. Yes. And uh, um, I think we'll have some time when, you know, that first, second after the new year. We don't really have anything planned those two days. So I'm fine with those being lazy days of just switching movies. So sure. that, that, could be, uh, that could be fun times. I have to watch Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um, right, you can do that whenever you want. I know I can. So, uh, so yeah. That's, uh, do we, do we hit up all the, the recent events? Yes. Cool. Let's get into the final movie of 2022. It is the movie that you chose to watch for your birthday. It is... I really wanted to watch with Jillian. And Jillian watched it for the first time and enjoyed it, despite the fact that she was trying to repeat every single line. That's just what she does. I know. It drives me nuts. Uh, Disney Pixar is a bug's life. Experience the astonishing world of Flick and his tiny friends like never before as the magic of Pixar animation springs to life with crystal clear picture and amazing theater quality sound on Disney Blu-ray High Def. I always get these damn boxes. Embark on an incredible journey with one little ant as he searches for a brave band of warriors to help him battle the bullying grasshoppers who threaten his home. When he stumbles upon a bumbling troop of circus bugs instead, their only hope for victory is the bond of friendship and the awesome power of imagination. Crawling with fun-loving characters and featuring a star-studded voice cast, This epic film of miniature proportions is a triumph of storytelling, says the San Francisco Chronicle. Plus, with bonus features created exclusively for Disney Blu-ray, A Bug's Life will keep the whole family buzzing for hours. You said warrior. No, I did. I said warriors. So, you have been on me for how long about saying this word wrong? To the point now where I'm terrified to ever say it. What are you talking about? I used to say warrior. It's warriors. No, it's warrior. Yeah, that's why I said warriors. No, you were saying warrior like I used to say wrong. I guarantee you, after this, I will rewind it, you will hear it, and you will realize how wrong you are. Warriors. That's not what you said. You said warriors. I said warriors. That's what I just said, warriors. <laughs> You're saying it differently every time. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I am not. What's the basketball team from Golden State? The Warriors. No, you're saying Warriors. 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 It's not like Waluigi. Waluigi. You were saying it in two syllables when it should be three syllables. You're saying Warriors. It's Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, that's not what you said. Okay. (laughs) So that's one for you. You ripped off on me. It's your fault. (laughs) Exactly. Ow. Good. Why you throw this at me in the neck when I wasn't looking? Because I wanted to damage your neck. Your knee. How many is that for you? Two. Good. I have zero? Yeah. Good. 
stupid. What's stupid I have to do to watch because of you? Oh, Young Frankenstein. That's a good movie. Yeah, so um, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, Douchebag. So why did you pick this for your birthday? Because I wanted Jillian to watch it. Um, I really like this movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, I think it's it, it's great. My mom and I love this movie. We quote <laughs> lines from it all of the time. One character from this movie. Yeah, okay. Best character, arguably. Brings a lot of joy and entertainment to the screen. What are you, why are you eating the box? There's a piece of the plastic still on the end and it was bothering me. So I got it off with my mouth. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's why I wanted to watch it. Um, so I don't have any emotional attachments, except for the fact that M does, uh, very similarly enjoyed Heimlich, just like you and your mother. Heimlich is the, the best. Where I, I got them a, a stuffed Heimlich for Christmas, like, like a couple of years after this came out. Um, but yeah, I don't have any emotional attachment to it. So this is like the forgotten Pixar movie. It's the second Pixar movie. So it had the the en- the unenviable task of following up Toy Story. Yes. Um, one of the probably one of the ten most important movies ever made, arguably. Um, and it did well. Uh, you can't discuss this movie talking about the ants controversy. Right. Exactly. I think that that's kind of marring the memory of this movie. Is, it came out a month or two after, after right? the DreamWorks film Ants, which was DreamWorks' first big animated movie. Very similar uh, stories and styles, and they were being marketed at the same time, and it led to this huge feud between like uh, the Jobs studios. and Katzenberg and, and Lasseter and like all this stuff. Um, so I think, I think there's some confusion ar- around it because of that. And also I think, you know, to tip my hand into where this sits on my Pixar list, it's not upper echelon Pixar. It's, it's good. It's a charming movie. This doesn't feel like Pixar throwing the heat. This feels like a safe, which is nothing wrong with it. This feels like a safe Second choice for a movie that doesn't doesn't reach for anything higher than what it is on surface level, which we talked about before with Pixar is something that I expect from Pixar because I know they can do it, and when they do do it, it just raises their movie to another level. Right, but but then you also have to remember that this was their second movie, and it sure. came out in 1998. Yeah, and doesn't mean that Toy Story didn't delve already into it and it, it's just it's it's good but it's kind of forgettable to me at least okay you can be wrong <laughs> I, I very well maybe would you say this is this in your top five pixar movies not in my top five pixar movies is it in your top 10 i'd have to list them out i'm mm-hmm. not i don't I i'd like to, i'd like to it. see that list i'm curious okay i could do that list we'll put it up on patreon we'll do a oh no i don't want to talk about it you just, oh. you just Go do it. Bring it to me, and I'll be like, okay. And then that's all. Yeah, I don't need. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to talk to you more about this. Good lord. You're just mean. <laughs> Your birthday's over, baby. <laughs> I take back everything I said. Oh, because I take back all my gifts. It's like, no, please don't. Yeah, that gift. You're not gonna see it. Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, I'm gonna throw it in the trash. I'm gonna give it to Tope. Oh, so it's something Tope would like. I don't know. <laughs> um, I didn't see this in theaters, so that's another thing that... Oh, I did. I think was a problem in terms of my disconnect with this movie is... You mean you didn't sit between your parents? No, 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 no. Well, you figure this came out in 98, so I was 11. Yeah. Um, and We're I was, already in Florida. I was starting to... Not want to go sit between your parents at a movie theater? No, my parents were very Did you much... go see Four Christmases with them and sat in between them? Oh, I was like 20. Can <laughs> I fucking say my actual point, please? 
Sure. I was at the age, and my parents were very much at the age where like they didn't want to go see like animated movies with me. I think I, I think we went to go see the Rugrats movie. Well, that's around why the same, around the same summer or the same. That's fall. why they didn't want to take you see anything else. You made them go take you to the Rugrats movie. Um, and it just became like I was getting out of cartoons and animation for that period of time until I realized you know with like the Incredibles and Shrek and stuff. But the art form was evolving into something that could be for everybody, not just for kids. So I didn't have the repetition like I had with Toy Story the previous couple of years as I did with this. And also, I just don't like fucking bugs. <laughs> like, there's just certain things. Like, I don't, I don't want to see a movie with bugs all the time, you know? It's just, it also, to me, hasn't aged the best because it is the second one. I mean, it still looked great for it being I mean, yeah. 25 years old yeah. almost. It looks better than some other 25-year-olds I know. I mean, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> All right? It looks better than some animated movies now. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it does. But it does. As groundbreaking as it was then, it's still rough in spots. Um, that doesn't change the fact that it's that's, that's incredibly impressive. Um, besides Heimlich... Oh. What is your favorite part? I love Heimlich. Your favorite scene of the movie? I love Heimlich. Just everything. He's um, not really in it as much as I remember him being And in this it. movie would be probably in your top ten Pixar if he was. So I'm just going to put that out so there. So showing the difference in, in, again, 25 years, like now, Heimlich would, be, there would be like half of those bugs. It'd be like two or three circus bugs instead of like seven or eight. And they would, like, be more well-rounded and have, like, further backstories. And Heimlich would be, like, an emotional crux of the movie. Like, there'd be a, a, a scene where like, you see like, Heimlich was sacrificing himself. And then, like, he still gets to become a butterfly and you cry because you're so happy for Heimlich. Like, they very much have evolved their storytelling to recognize what they have, what people are going to like, and to make the most out of it. Whereas I don't think they made the most out of him because he was the, yeah, he, like you said, he's the best part of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, besides that, I agree. Um, I think that um, it's hard for me to pick. Um, I really love the like recruitment scene. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, you know, like Flick's coming into the city and he's yep. obviously sticking out, and the whole bar fight with the flies and everything like that, and then the realization. Of the troop that, oh shit, they actually want us to fight. It's yeah. not a theater performance, but it's a fight with, that's like the culmination um, of like the the little, the Blueberry Troops theater performance. And like, they drew the mural and everyone's crying and moved by their performance. I just think that whole stretch yeah, that, is really that great. That 20-minute stretch is the best part of the movie it's by far. It's awesome. You see so much in it. A lot of, like, emotion. You see a lot of um, humor. humor. Um, I just think it's really great. Uh, I also like the rescue um, when Dot is flying away on the daffodil. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, like create that whole plot to rescue her and distract the bird. Um, but I just really like it for Tuck and Roll going, tweet, 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 tweet. Um, I just, I like that. I, I think this movie has a lot. It's got like the action elements. Um, the ending is also really wonderful. Like the, yeah. the last confrontation with the grasshoppers. It might be my favorite Disney villain death. Like, it's it feels amazing. Like it's funny, but it's also scary and it's warranted and you and know it's portrayed well. Like, and like in some of the villain Disney, Disney, Disney and Pixar, the, the villain death sometimes they're, they're a little bit, um, like you're not sure if they actually died or not. There's some rumors like, oh, they fell, but they didn't die. Like, I you honestly, know that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, no, and very, and we've talked about Gaston, it. Gaston, Mother Gothel, like, I've, they fall, but... Well, Mother Gothel turns to dust. Gaston falls, like, thousands of feet in the air. But did they die? Yeah, they're dead. Uh, you don't how you uh, know? Uh, they're dead. Especially nowadays, where every Disney movie, the villain Doesn't is... Really have well, a the, villain. the villain is, is family and, draw, and, and uh, 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 emotional scars, but... 
I was going to say, like, Pixar never really has had, like, too many villain deaths anyway. We have Hopper, and then we have Syndrome, and then Charles Muntz and Up, and I think that's it? There's no villain deaths in Toy Story. There's um, no, no, not deaths. No. Monsters, Inc. and Monsters, U doesn't have any of that. Finding Nemo, Finding Dory doesn't have any of that. Um, Brave, I can't remember. No, no, uh, there's not really a... Well, the, it's the like bear. the big bear. That doesn't count. Um, yeah, there's not really like many, you know what I mean? So it, it just it hits a little bit different or better. But um, I agree with you on that stretch, like... The movie, honestly, is kind of eh to me until we get the circus bugs. and Until we get the group. The whole setup of the conflict. My other problem is now, this is probably the first time I've seen this movie in its entirety in about ten years. Yeah. Since, having watched another movie, this movie is just Seven Samurai. It's literally exactly Seven Samurai, but with bugs. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean... And it's a lot shorter. It's two and a half hours shorter. Yeah, people could say the same thing about Avatar and Ferngully. D- different. No, 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 no. Totally what? different. Totally different? Because Disney movies have always done this thing, where either they're taking... They're adapting movies or or, or stories and, and putting animals or identifying them in whatever way. Or, in the case of, like, this... Or, like, The Lion King is just fucking Hamlet. I know. Taking the framework, and they'll say it's based off of the Aesop fable all they want. Like, no, you took Seven Samurai, or you can say Magnificent Seven, the same fucking thing. Um, this one's got cowboys. And it's just that. And I'm yeah. fine with that, but, like, watching it, I'm just like, oh, I mean, I guess I can watch it. That's good that I can watch it with my kid, but Seven Samurai is better <laughs> it's a better movie than this um so you know bumbling protagonists the the whole the whole central plot of the movie of the grasshoppers you know also it's also just like negan and the walking dead essentially don't give me that look i'm kind of puttering around until we get francis and heimlich and you know and everybody else uh, and the, the understanding from both sides of the situation of, oh, they're just circus bugs. Oh, he wants us to, like, fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a great overall moment of recognition. The other th- biggest thing that I like about the movie is just how good they are at those, like, initial, like, world-building scenes. So, yes, like, you absolutely. talked about him going into the city, but also, you know, for as slow as I think the first, like, 15, 20 minutes are... Um, you know, getting to live out at that level with the ants, what they do. Um, same thing with when we go see what Hopper and, you know, his crew are doing. There's just so many, like, quick jokes and slices of that life that are meant to juxtapose against what our current life is that it just, it's just really funny and solid. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It, it definitely succeeds in, like, enamoring you to these characters and immersing you in this and like making it the reality that you're in right now. Yeah. Um and I think that was the start of obviously it's the second movie and they did it in Toy Story as well, but like that's like part of Pixar's magic is is that world mm-hmm. building that they do and 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 everything. They take um, the most simplistic kind of uh high concept pitches of what if toys were alive when you left the room? What if we saw the the wives of bugs? You know, what if cars cars could talk? talk. Like yeah. you know what I mean? But they do they they take that nugget and they just let it blossom and bloom until it's the size of an actual world. And then it's like they don't leave any stone unturned. Right. And it'd be very easy for this to, you know, have, you know, a, a human secondary antagonist or to have, you know, other elements, but just simply going with birds and water as, like, these big 
overarching mm-hmm. nuisances to not just the protagonist, but the antagonist was very, very smart. Um, so yeah, so I'm about that all day long. What, uh, what do you not like about the movie? Any scenes you're not particularly fond of, not getting to performances or anything overall about the movie that doesn't work um, for you? Really? Scenes? I mean, some of it with, like, the royalty or, like, the ants' views of Flick, I think, were mm-hmm. a little bit long. Could have, could have shortened that up. Um, otherwise, I think, I think they do a good job with the... You know, like the montage of them doing the bird build and stuff. I think that good montage. That yeah. was a good montage. It kind of moved it along rather well. Otherwise, I would say like that could have been tightened a little bit. Um, but overall, there wasn't anything egregious that I was like, "Oh, this is like this stinks." Like at first, it would have been like you know, like we're in this world of like we're following Flick. Like Flick's mm-hmm. our character. That's who we're following. We're following him from. Like, when he's in the anthill, when he goes to the city, when he's back there. And then we, like, have that cut to Hopper and the gang at the Sombrero. And at first it was going to be that, but I think that scene is so well done. Mm-hmm. So funny. And I could totally see the leader of a gang, like, doing that. Like, how he does with the seeds. is like, oh, did that hurt? No? What about that? What about that? Like, it, the way that it escalates, it makes it so good. Um, but that would have been the only thing I would have said... You know, it takes me from, like, I'm following this, and then it's like, oh, another uh, voice. You know, like, another voice narration comes in, and, and I'm like, okay, then I've got to get back to Flip being my main yeah. guy. Um, but but I, I love that scene so much that I don't think I can I can say that. I think that's another problem. Flick's not the most interesting protagonist. Like he's, no, he's a bumbling idiot. Yeah, and it's just kind of... It's supposed to be relatable to the masses, but it's just... It's, it's kind of annoying. But and it's that, like, it's, it's that it, nerdy idiot gets with the popular and girl it cre- and it creates, trope. And it creates a very predict- predictable, tropey... Yeah, absolutely, you know, absolutely. rising action into the climax of, of course... It's going to get found out. Of course, he's going to still come back and save the day. Of course, like, I'm not expecting anything different than that because it's the fucking kids movie. But still, it feels like they didn't go about any interesting way to do some of that. Um, another thing I wasn't necessarily fond of was, holy shit, is the Randy Newman song over the credits the most Randy Newman thing I've ever oh, heard. yeah, Absolutely. I was like, what? And then thankfully, uh, another thing I like that I, I wish we still had was I loved the era of the animated bloopers. I oh know we, we got it for this. We got it for Toy, Toy Story 2. 2. I want to say they did it for Cars. I think so. Because I remember there was a bit about like the cars in a drive-in. I've probably rewatched Cars like twice my entire life. Um, there's a bit with like the cars, the drive-in, like watching Pixar movies, Carified, and it's got John Ratzenberger's character in the, in the audience, like watching, and he's like, "Hey, I like that f- uh, piggy bank car. Hey, I like that uh, uh, flea car. You know what I mean? Like, like doing that bit. Um, I, but I don't think they've done it for anything else. I don't think so. Not they they might have done it for like the ones in between as well. Like I I don't remember Monsters Inc as well or anything else. But I I don't. But like that's that's a Remember. funny con. It's funny. They're always funny. They're always great. Every every movie that's intention is to make people laugh should have bloopers in the credits. What do you what are you accomplishing by just telling us who worked on the movie? No, I still paid my money. Still make me laugh. Just fucking do Continue it. Continue it. Continue the job you're set out to do. Um, and also, a Bug's Life is featured in the Toy Story two. Bloopers. It is. Because they are knocked out of the... They're killed, essentially, probably, by uh, Buzz and the gang as they're going to Al's toy barn to save uh, to save Woody. But, uh, yeah. Have you seen Ants? No. I've never seen Ants either. And I know we don't own it. The only thing I know... Here's one thing that Bugs Life has going for it, is not being involved in this story. Um, back in college. Oh, God. I think you were there for this. Oh, gosh. You'll know what I'm talking about. We were watching. We were at Tony's apartment. Former guest of the show, Tony Cold. It was me, Rip Camelucci, Tony. Uh, I thought you were there. 
And then also there, uh, visiting Rich, was his friend from high school, Osman, and his girlfriend at the time. I don't think you were there because this would have been the summer of 07, so you were in Spain. The reason why I'm connecting you to this is you knew who Osman's girlfriend was at the time. It's a girl by the name of Nori, I think. Um, this was 15 years ago. I think I'm remembering this correctly. Uh, they're not together anymore. Um, and we were watching the AFI Top 100 Movies on CBS. It was the 10-year anniversary. Yeah, I, yeah, I know her. Okay, yeah. I, that's, I was going to say, if not, then I have no idea where the fuck I got this from. But uh, it was the 10-year anniversary of the original list. So me, Tony, and the Rich were very excited about it. They were just hanging out. And the movie uh, Annie Hall came up as one of the movies. Woody Allen's most famous movie, Masterpiece. And uh, Nori, who I believe was probably like 17 years old. Because um, Osmond was still in high school. I think that's right. I uh, was, was confused as to, you know, who that was. And was kind of ahead of her time in terms of not getting Woody Allen. And... Finally, it clicked with her, and she went, oh, Woody Allen, that's that guy from Ants, right? (laughs) And Tony lost his mind and thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever heard was, who hears the name Woody Allen? And immediately goes, Ants. Who? So this is an interesting question before we get into MVP and LVP, because there are a couple people in this movie that you could argue, argue could be the answer to this question, but they're not as high profile as I'm thinking. Is there any actor or actress, celebrity for that matter, that you associate as like what they're known for for a voice role first? No, I'm not talking like, oh yeah, Tom Kenny, you know, SpongeBob, like the voice actors, you know, like Alan Cummings not, not or first. There's nothing, right? Well, because I mean like Tom, he, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks is Woody, but no, you have, there's right. like six other things. Exactly, exactly. There's not anybody. Tim Allen no. as Buzz, but there's other things. Um, Mike Myers would be Austin Powers and Shrek. Right. Um, like there's there's nobody, right? So that proves Ratzenberger my, probably. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like 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 I would even say like Brad Garrett. We've like, I feel like he's in every anime movie. Yeah, anime movie he's we in a lot, but, but even I know still, for like everybody every, loves Raymond. But what I was saying those. was Ratzenberger. I'd almost put in that category of like sure he was on Cheers first, but he's still like a voice actor at this point. He's not. Yeah. He's not one of these. Uh, I, I've either argued about this with Rich or Tony or somebody else, maybe with you as well that I never understood at what point animated movies became let's pay a bunch of celebrities to do the parts. And granted, most of them are pretty good, but there have been some that have been pretty bad. Yeah. Um, We've learned on that fucking Marvel What If show that some of them are just terrible at it. Yeah. But, like, who is going to see an animated movie and go, oh, I'm going to go see this because... Cameron Diaz is a voice. I'm going to go see this because Will Smith is a voice. Some, well, I mean, I think that's what they wanted for, like, Shark Tale. Well, sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, like, that era that era was the worst Alan era, but we're, we're still doing it. One. Like, uh, He's still, it's not like, a, you know. I mean, to me it is. I was saying, like, is there any celebrity who's, like, when you when they make their obituary, it's like, Halle Berry, the voice of blank. Like, that's the thing they're known for. I don't think there is any. They are, every, everybody that gets that role is known for something else. More than the other thing. Still want it. Think about it. Because um, that's, that's what I'm saying about some of these movies. Is like, why, why are we paying, you know, yeah. A-list celebrities when, you know, random names I've been saying forever get the job done. I don't even remember where that really started either. I guess, like, in the, even in the 70s and the 60s, you know, you still got, like, Peter Usinov and Robin Hood, you know, Bob Newhart and Zsa Gabor. Mm-hmm. But then they got away from it. Maybe, was it Robin Williams in Aladdin? Did he, was he the one that fucked it up for everybody? It's, I think that actually is the answer. Because yeah. that's, that's such a moment in time. I think, I think the closest... One we're gonna get to answering your question is like Seth MacFarlane, who's known for that voice. Takeaway TV. I wouldn't say TV. I would say talk a movie star, like like movies. Um. Because also he's. I would put him in that same because he's doing multiple people. I'm just talking about 
one actor doing one thing. That's what they're known for. Like, they are the voice, but they're also, like, a bigger star as Tom Hanks. You know what I mean? It just doesn't exist. Well, I guess that's good, because that way, people like fucking, uh, who am I thinking of? Brad Garrett have a job. Right. Frankenstein-looking motherfucker. Um... Well, we're talking about it. Let's get into these voice actors because this is a pretty solid cast. I mean, you have at this point already a multi, or they only have one at the time, uh, an Academy Award winner. You had one of the biggest stars in television. You had veterans of stand up and sketch comedy, veterans of just comedy in general, uh, an up and coming actress who somehow is, was, as, even as a child, was still, you know. Successful at making, you know, good choices. Um, where do you want to start? MVP or LVP? We can start with LVP. Who do you have for LVP? I have a little list, as always. That, that's your cue to say somebody. Oh, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think maybe actually we should start with MVP. I think that might be easier. <laughs> okay. So so, who was your MVP of the movie? Um, I I think that everyone does does a good job. I really like some of the choices that are made by the characters. But the one person who I'm like, this is like, that's this person. Like I don't think anyone else could do this character. Is unfortunate because Kevin it's Spacey. Kevin Spacey. He is an amazing villain in yep. this. The everything he brings to that character the 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 pauses and, and the intonation and everything it it's so well done and it it sucks that he's the best part of this movie because of everything he did but that's kind of what I've been talking about in the last few podcasts of mm-hmm. like the separation of the actor or the person from sure. the art oh he was the first person I wrote down and I wrote like I wasn't sure if it was recency bias because right. we watched seven like exactly. three weeks ago right but, I, like, but but then it's like no, villain. no he's a fucking grasshopper in this he's a grasshopper and with one eye who's scared of birds and he <laughs> he's evil as shit is so he's still evil. kind of funny exactly and it's just like if this was a person like that's how that like if this was people and not but people's life and not a bug's life mm-hmm. like that's how that person would be like i could see those mannerisms like that voice like just lends itself to that that authenticity and like you're like yeah that that's exactly what that person in that situation would act like and say and sound like um so yeah, it's it's definitely Kevin Spacey to me. I agree, and I believe he is. Uh, this is his first MVP. Wow! But he was an LVP already for I believe Baby Driver. Let me check my list. Where are you at, Kevin Spacey? Up there he is. Yep. So he will join our uh, both lists there. Uh, the only person I had written down was Joe Ranft as Heimlich. It's the most enduring character in the movie. And a part of it is just because of how like, pure he portrays it. But full stop, half the time I was distracted because I'm like, fuck Nick Kroll. This is just Gunther. Like, honestly, th- what is different about this character this one and is- Gunther the Pig and Sing? Well, this character's a caterpillar. <laughs> Get away from the surface shit, Samantha. That ha- that that eats a lot and has wings. Yeah, uh-huh. And, and Gunther... Is a pig that likes to sing and dance. fashionable pig... Not fashionable. Don't fucking lie to people. He wears glitter sweatsuits. Yeah, yeah, that's not fashionable. That are super fashionable. What's fashionable about a glitter ha- sweatsuit? You ever seen a pig in a glitter sweatsuit? No, I haven't. Exactly. Uh huh. Breaking barriers. Am I wrong? They sounded exactly the same. <laughs> well, just because there was a German accent. But like, I, I'm not. I'm not shitting on Joe Ramp here. He's a saint. Rest in peace. Uh, I'm shitting on Nick Kroll here because he's a fucking hack is what we're finding out more and more every single week. But yeah, I mean, he, he would be the MVP if he had more to do. Um, just because everything that exits his mouth was funny. But everything that exits Kevin Spacey's mouth was terrifying and perfectly read. So yeah, Kevin Spacey, 
I agree. Is the MVP of Bugs Life. Now let's get back to LVP. Yeah, so LVP, that's a little bit harder because, like I said, I think everyone did a really good job. I think this is a really great ensemble cast. Um, some of the people it's not. Um, I don't think it's any of the other circus bugs. I you don't, are correct. I don't think any of them are LVP. I like David Hyde Pierce. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. never say a bad thing about Madeline Kahn as long as I oh, live. Oh, no, nobody can. Bonnie Hunt, uh, Jonathan Harris. Yeah, I think that they good. all did a great John job. Even Even uh, Dennis Leary did a good job. Right, Dennis Leary's very good, yes. Great job. Yep. Um, so I have three nominees. I do have three. Okay. Uh, I'll go from probably least to most. There's a couple, a few blinders where I'm like, to my point about celebrity, like, why the fuck do you get Julia Louis-Dreyfus yeah, in this? Yeah, I was going to say, anyone else could have done that and done it just as well. Like, I very much, for these movies now, for the purpose of MVP and LVP, I'm, like, listening to, like, and for some people, like Kevin Spacey, I'm just like, motherfucker, that's an evil-ass grasshopper. For other people, I can close my eyes and I can see them with, the headphones on in the studio just reading. You know what I mean? Yep. And she's one of them. Uh, Phyllis Diller is just Phyllis Diller. She, it's more endearing because it is Phyllis Diller, but there's nothing unique about that character. Yeah, but I, but and, I love that character, though. That's like, you can't you can't give it to her for that. Fun. My actual vote. Is Flick. It, so, you could make an argument. It's not one of the three I wrote oh. down. Dave Foley, I mean, he does play a, a convincing, bumbling ant, you know what I mean? My nominee is sadly going to be Richard Kind as Malt. Really? It's a, it's a, look, I like. there's levels to Richard Kind, and by levels I mean there are two. Either just the right amount, bing bong, or too much. And in this... He's just too much to me. Because just right away, like, why did that character need a silly brother? And why did he need to go to the degree he needed to go to? Like, did they feel like they needed that counteracting? I, I think so. I think you needed that <sighs> as as a as a juxtaposition, as a foil to, to Hopper's character. And I also think that there was a lot of um, important plot points that were made by that character and the way it was done was like oh this is a bumbling idiot but then we learned oh this dude is afraid of birds oh like like that's like a legitimate thing like it gives that credibility to it because of that stance of this is this guy's brother and as the like catalyst for you know i am gonna go talk to him about it we shouldn't go back to ant island and Hill or whatever the name of the place was. But we had to get that from bumbling, yeah, overly obnoxious Richard Kind. Yeah, yeah, because if it was somebody who was more of a straight man, you wouldn't. It would not have had the same impact. It wouldn't have had the irritating impact on Hopper, you know, and, and like set him off, kind of like this is a this is a guy who's like, you know. Living on the edge, kind of like Kevin Spacey's portrayal in Seven, right? Like he just flipped the switch just like that. Um, All right, you convinced me it's Julia Louis Dreyfus then. Yeah, I just don't think I think it was necessary. I don't think that was Richard. Kahn. I think they let Richard Kind be Richard Kind because they needed it to. Also, how do you really peel back Richard? Right, Kine? exactly. I mean, he's gonna go. He's gonna go. Well, that saved him from joining the same list that Kevin Spacey just joined, because I know he was the MVP for Inside Out. But um, uh, Julia, uh, surprising one, Julia Louis-Dreyfus as the, uh, the LVP of the movie. Why were I missing anybody? I was going to write Dave Foley, but I just... It was just... I was just uninterested, so... But I think that's more so the character than... Sure. Whereas I think uh, the Ada was a combination of the two, so... Um... I liked it more, and maybe it is like that. That maybe it is a kind of bias because I did like it more. Like I liked her more as Ada in the bloopers, when it was like she was like laughing and having fun. Yeah, being more the comedian so- that you hired Ju- Julia Lewis Dreyfus to be. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it I was be... a little bit of that. Like it was just like a miscast in a way. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's the MVP and LVPs. So this list is done. 
Uh, so I'm going to give you this paper of all the MVPs and LVPs for 2022. Okay. For you to pick your, uh, pick your nominees off of. Anything else on a bug's life? No, but why is there different color inks and... You can suck my ass. That's why. Okay. Because pens die and pens get lost. You didn't rewrite it, though? No, I didn't the... rewrite it. Well, that's unfortunate. Let's score the movie. It's your birthday. You scored first. Oh, thank you so much. Darling light of my life. Go ahead. Are you done? Yeah. I was going to do the rest of the monologue. Because then it gets into like, chopping up into bits. Yeah, and, and you don't know it. No, I know it. I just no, don't want don't. it to be recorded. Uh-huh. So when I do it, people are like, oh, uh-huh, let me see there. Yeah, okay. I don't think you know it. What's your score? Um, I like this movie. I, I think it's a classic. It's a feel-good movie. I'm glad Jillian watched it and laughed. And yeah, she seemed to dig it. She seemed to like it. Um, I, I get it. But I agree, it's not like the Pixar that we have come to know and love is early on. But I still, I have a lot of sentiment to it. Um, so I'm going to give it an eight and a half. I do really like this movie okay. a lot. And I think Francis as a boy, but a ladybug is hilarious. And I think it's done so well in the movie. I forgot to mention that before. Yeah, Francis and Heimlich are standouts. Um, it's solid. It's It's good. I just have a higher level of expectation with these things even back for something that was made in 1998 um it's a little one dimensional despite how vivid it is um I'm gonna give it a 7 mm. give it a 7 so it's a 7.75 if I'm not mistaken yep and I've been doing this so long I just know the math off the top of my head alright and that concludes 2022 on the podcast for the movies we've watched. So what I'd like you to do quickly, because you have this list and I don't, is can we give away our first Mullet Award right now? Can you tell us what our biggest discrepancy was for the year 2022? Oh, man. I can, but I wish you had given me some warning about that so I could have mm. pulled it up on a bigger screen. Never. Absolutely not. Pull it up on my computer instead of my... Oh. While Samantha's doing this, I will vamp and I will let people know what's going to be uh, coming up uh, over the next several weeks for Married Movies. Next week, as referenced many times on the show, is our annual Mullet Award nomination. We nominate our picks for the best and the worst of what we've watched on the podcast this year. And over the course of uh, the following couple months, you, the listening audience at home, We'll vote for who you believe should win those awards. And then uh, around Oscar season, we will announce the winner. Smith and I have a little friendly competition over who does the best. Not friendly. Um, you still have your little your little book somewhere? I do. It's in my bag. Making sure so we can Oh, I have it. It's, it's who, readily uh, available. Who uh, wins this upcoming year. Um, the, nominee, uh, the, the, uh, the awards, as they are every single year, will be, uh, next week we will just give away what our most underrated and overrated movie of the year was. You're not going to vote on those. Then we have the movie we should have watched based on our denominations. The most meh movie, the best cast, the best music, the worst MVP, and the best LVP. The should have been MVP and should have been LVP. The best and worst scene in a movie. And then, of course, the best MVP, worst LVP, best and worst movie. Um... We don't do controversial uh, anymore because I don't understand is the a concept of that movie. Nincompoop. Yes. And doesn't know how to wrap her tiny little woman brain around it. Yep. So, uh, Samantha, do you have what our, our nope, biggest discrepancy? Nope, my tiny little woman brain needs a little more time. No. Um, this is actually really surprising. It's probably not that big of a this discrepancy year, this year. Right. This year we were pretty on point and, so. and aligned with each other. For the majority of the movie, And it just would um, be between you and I, because, of, right, of course, right. the biggest discrepancy would be a movie that we had a guest star on for, that they gave their movie a 10, and we gave it, like, a 1 or a 2, so right, that right, doesn't right. count. Right, so it's just between you and I, but, you know, there, we, we were exact, or we were, you know, one point um, away from each other on them. The biggest discrepancy is two and a half points. Wow. Um, from what I can see, and I'll, I'll comb through it again, but for the Adams family, 
The first Adam's The first the Adams, one? No, no, no. The first live action Adams Family movie. Okay. You gave it a five. Mm-hmm. I give it a seven and a half. Wow. Okay. And I believe that that's the biggest discrepancy. Everything else is pretty, pretty close together. Um, this was one and a half for this movie. Yeah, I mean, one and that, a half. that sounds yeah. about right. I was gonna say, I normally I kind of have an idea every year. Normally, there's like a really, really good movie yeah. that you just don't like. Two, right? Um, or, or vice versa. That that was that's never happened. But um, but yeah, that that sounds about right to me. So, congratulations, Adam's family. That's probably the only award you're going to get nominated for a win. So, um, one award is down, and we'll do the rest next week. And then after that, we get back on the movie Watching Train, starting off 2023 with 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, followed by my birthday movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, finally, for the first time. Then our guest star series will return with Spencer Hamilton and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Then your movie that you nominated for winning the last reading challenge, Young Frankenstein. Then off of our can't pick list, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. And then the movie that you nominated last week, The Wedding Singer. That brings us all the way through Valentine's Day, baby. That's insane. Pretty insane. But that will do us for now on this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're going to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Um, Facebook.com slash Married Movies, Married W Movies, uh, at Married W Movies on Twitter, Married Movies at gmail.com, those are the things of the show. You can also hear me um, on Podswoggle. For a very limited run um, of probably three episodes this January. You can also hear me on the last draft episode of The Blank Slate. Samantha was not able to join for the first time. Well, we drafted Christmas Entertainment. And God damn it, it was great. To be fair, I would have killed that would have been your first? What would have been your first pick? What, so what are the parameters again? Because I wasn't... Would you like me, so you don't have to listen to the podcast, would you like me to read to you what the, uh, the picks were? No! What were the parameters? Fuck you. Just it. Christmas entertainment? Yes. Like. So movies, TVs, commercials, songs. Some people took, as an example, um, uh, Charlie took like Christmas party speeches. Uh, Mm. Johnny took Mm. like advertisements. Like mm-hmm. you know, I took uh, advent calendars. Well, I would I would have taken uh, lights. Yep, that that's fair. That was on the list. Christmas I believe somebody lights. did take I, somebody did take driving around looking at Christmas lights. Birthday slash Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. My birthday slash Christmas lights specifically. Um, no, and then I think I, I would have taken you know some of the classics. Um, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, Christmas story. That was that was my first pick. Yeah, time. yeah, probably would have gone there. Would have gone with like a tree decorating, maybe. Um, yeah, you know Chinese food on Christmas <laughs> Day, like. Tracy, I don't think it's rich. I would have killed it. Oh man, rich won the chicken draft. Mm-hmm. You got no votes in the chicken draft, by the way. I mean, people are dumb. <laughs> Twitter. You got no votes in the chicken draft. Um, yeah, Rich hasn't posted the uh, draft. Maybe we'll maybe we'll listen to that. Okay. Or not, Jesus Christ! I'm salty that y'all did it when I wasn't here. I wish I had the um everything. Rich has it though, so that's okay. Um, didn't finish the plugs. At your Smell 38 on Instagram for me, for you. At Jam with your Sam. Oh, lastly for me, arcadeaudio.net slash podboggle for my retro wrestling diary. Where this week is, I think, Road Wild 97. Another bad wrestling show at the Sturgis Bike Rally. God, it's so bad. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Anything else for you, Bub? No. I had a wonderful 2022 with you. Wonderful Christmas. Wonderful birthday, wonderful holiday, wonderful season, wonderful year watching these 50-some-odd movies with you. 51. You didn't have to add that. I was being sweet, and you immediately had to correct me on something, so I take it all back and go fuck yourself. Well, I told you before we even started recording that, oh, great, we did almost one a week. 
I think you actually miscounted. And also, it was one episode where we had two movies, so we missed more than one week, I think. No, we had 50, I have 51 line items. But we didn't miss a... We only missed one week, because remember, in that, in that we have two episodes that are the award show... Chris, I don't care. I'm just telling... You need to think about these watched, things. Oh, we watched 50 movies. Yeah, so there's see? two weeks that so we missed. So you were wrong. I am right once again. Don't take the opportunity to say something sweet and nice about me and immediately have I didn't to be say anything. Right I didn't did. say anything I said sweet or nice about you. I said the 50-some movies and you said 51. I didn't say anything sweet and nice about you, though. Don't tell me I was trying to be sweet and nice. That's not what I do. I love you. For a mullet. You can go to hell. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. I'm going to bury you underground. (laughs) Shit, I ruined everything I said I wasn't going to say. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.